Welcome back to the Spiritual 9 to 5 podcast, hosted by myself, Marie Groover of The Corporate Psychic. Here, everyone is a seeker, and work itself becomes an opportunity for self-actualization. And we are here to transcend the 9 to 5, but through the mundane itself. And today, I'm going to be talking about the art of the question and why we don't ask for what we want and need. If this episode resonates, please share it with just one person. It would mean the world to me. On April 5th, 2023, I'm teaching a masterclass or leading and facilitating a discussion rather called The Art of the Question. I recently came to the discovery that I a major pet peeve of mine is when people don't ask for things directly um, and when people are passive in what it is that they want or need. And there has been this theme floating around in my circle of coaches where a lot of folks have been saying this thing, ask better questions. For about a year now, I've been hearing this, maybe even two years, I've been hearing this phrase, ask better questions. And there was a a little while where I thought, like, what does that mean? And it actually made me feel slightly insecure in my coaching spaces because I was like, oh, my God, I hope I'm asking good questions, right? (laughs) Because essentially, and what it means, by the way, is this, the quality of your questions directly dictate your results, especially when you're working with a coach, right? When you're working with a coach, when you're working with a mentor, I would also say when you're working with a therapist or a healer, when you're a student, um, the quality of your questions will directly provide you with your results, directly dictate what your results are. On top of that, asking good questions is not a skill set that we've necessarily been taught or given from childhood. It's not a skill set that has really been emphasized and in my own experience uh, in my work and in my life, uh, working with others and observing myself and the things that I've had to learn and work through, I've come to realize that many of us as children are not taught to ask or that it's okay to ask for what we want and need. And sometimes we might even feel uncomfortable witnessing someone else directing, directly asking for what they want and need. And yet, I believe firmly that the most successful people on this planet are the people who are not afraid to ask good questions. And again, because I think the skill of asking good questions is underrated, I think it's underrecognized, I think it's wildly underappreciated, and I don't think it's taught to us. I don't think it's demonstrated enough. I don't think that it's something that we have enough experience in. I think that the vast majority of us do not know how to ask for what we want, again, because we've been taught that it's not okay to ask directly or, um, you know, we've not necessarily been taught how to ask. And that could be for information. It could be for actual material goods. It could be for support or guidance or acknowledgement or space. And I think also that the more we want or need something, the harder it might feel for us to ask for it. I think that we've learned through childhood and then perpetuated through adult relationships, adulthood, to subtly manipulate people 
rather than just ask directly for what we want and need. And this affects our entire lives. This affects our work, our career, our experience, our expectations. This affects our self-worth, our identities, or who we think we are. And when we operate in this way, it's almost like a circular feedback mechanism or of revalidating and confirming over and over again that we can't get what we want and need from other people. And I have a theory, again, I said this, but I'm going to say it again, that the most successful people in this world have learned how to ask or directly articulate and communicate what it is that they want and need, and furthermore, are able to provide feedback for when what they receive is not fitting the bill. Now, I'm in no way advocating that we should all seek a traditional form of success and like aim to be the most successful beings in the world, but I am urging us to take our destinies back into our hands and learn the skill of asking better questions. Because I do realize that when we are not able to articulate and communicate our needs, when we're not able to ask good questions, again, it directly affects our results or our ability to receive what it is that we want and need. And yes, I dare say that this is the giving away of our power or the giving away of our destiny. If we don't ask for what we want and need, we are literally putting our destiny into someone else's hands, many people's hands, the world's hands. And I'm not sure that we all feel comfortable with that. I know I certainly do not. There are dogs barking on the beach. (laughs) For those of you who don't know, I live um, in a very tiny cabin right on the ocean. Like the sand is my backyard and you can hear everything outside. So I very rarely record podcasts in the afternoon, but Here we are, because I couldn't not talk about this. Um, (laughs) So while, again, I'm not advocating that we all seek a traditional form of success, I am advocating and urging for us to take our destinies back into our hands, to learn the skill of asking better questions, and to decide for ourselves what success is so that we can be much more likely to meet it. By meet it, I mean meet success. So before we actually talk about why we don't ask for what we want, or why we don't ask for what we need. I want to draw some awareness on a problem, this problem, that some of you might not realize fully exists. Like by realize, I mean, I know conceptually we all agree that this is a thing, but a few weeks ago, I created a poll on Instagram. This is your invitation to follow me on Instagram, by the way. My handle is at the corpse psychic. <laughs> but the poll asked, Um, why don't we ask for what we want or why don't you ask for what you want? And there was an option of, I do ask for what I want and I receive it. And while many people answered many different reasons for why they don't ask for what they want, and some people even DM'd me with reasons for why they don't ask for what they want, there was a surprising number of people who voted that they do ask for what they want and that they do in fact receive all the things that they want. And naturally, because you can see the results of your polls on Instagram, I peeped the people who answered this particular fashion. I was actually quite excited. And some of those people I know dearly, and I have witnessed them so lovingly (laughs) not ask questions, but rather have unspoken expectations and then get disappointed. 
and there is no shame in this. We all do this, but I want to point out a few scenarios in which you might be doing this too, and you might not even realize it. Some of them are extreme, but all of them are real life scenarios. (laughs) So bear with me as you listen. Uh, Scenario number one, you want a promotion at work. You believe that you deserve a promotion at work. You know that Stephanie on your team does half the amount of work as you and is your senior. You know that she makes $35,000 more a year than you. And you know that you put in nine to 10 hours every single business day, that you reply to emails and that you ensure everything is running smoothly, even on company holidays and occasionally on your weekends. You use your vacation time conservatively. You contribute to the team. You are always present when your boss needs you. You know that the team wouldn't thrive without your dedication. It seems that your actions speak for your desires to get promoted. And so you don't ask for a promotion. You don't express your interest in one because it is obvious through your work. But you do ask questions like, hmm, when is promotion season? What's our team budget for promo this year? What might people expect around performance? How am I performing? Which all seem like direct questions that point to your interest. And yet, promotion time comes around. You don't get promoted. But you see that of all people, Stephanie is getting recognized for yet another promo. You feel deflated. You now make passive-aggressive remarks about Stephanie's workload or performance, or your own workload or performance, but you still haven't voiced your opinion, your needs, your desires, or your efforts to your manager. Or you do voice them, but you voice them from a place of discouragement, of anger, of frustration, of scarcity, of wrongdoing. Even if your manager is compassionate, it doesn't go well because the deed has already been done. You've already been passed up. So you look for another role, another team, another company, and you try to find another way. Or worse, you believe that maybe you didn't deserve a promotion because you're not the type of person that gets promoted anyways. So you don't find a way and you accept the plate that has been handed to you. Scenario number two, you're a working parent. Every day you pick your kids up from school, you help them with their homework, you sacrifice your workload, your workout, your basic needs to be present for them, and then you cook dinner. Every single night, you are somehow responsible for dinner. And even though your partner is perfectly capable, you end up washing the dishes too. (laughs) Oof. (laughs) It would be so great to just get a hand with some of the household responsibilities. And finally, you snap. You demand that your partner start pitching in their fair share around the house and that and with the children. And when you notice that nothing has changed, you think that this is just how it is. You suck it up like you always do. And you make it mean something about yourself and something about the other person. And you don't believe that anyone is as capable as you are or can support you the way you need them to or show up when you ask them. Scenario number three, you are an entrepreneur and you just launched this amazing new offering. You've been telling people about it. You're so excited for all the amazing bookings that you're going to get, for all the amazing work you're going to get to do with people, for all the money that's going to be rolling in soon. Fast forward one month, two months, three months. No one is booking. But you're posting on social media every day, and holy goodness, you spend hours on your caption and your messaging and sharing your guidance with the world, but no one is paying for your services. So you think maybe you aren't cut out for this, or you think maybe this is how business is. Meanwhile, your invitation to book a session looks something like this, quote, I'm now offering sessions and this is what they are. And for your group offering, you've stated, quote, 
I'm holding a group event on April 5th. Come if you are free. And while neither of those are real invitations or real questions asking people to come and engage in your work, that's okay in your opinion because you don't want to seem desperate. In every single one of those scenarios, there is so much room for growth and opportunity and expansion and connection and deepening that is just missed. And I know these scenarios sound a little bit extreme, a little bit maybe depressing, a little bit negative. (laughs) And uh, while that might be the case, there are two themes that I want to call out before we like dive into them. The first one is there's a theme in all three of the scenarios of a lack of clear and direct questions or communication around what is desired. So when we don't ask, we rarely receive. When we don't ask for the promo, the promo, the promotion, <laughs> when we don't ask for the promotion, we won't receive the promotion. Sometimes we do, but most of the time we don't. When we don't ask for very specific help around the house, when we don't ask for what it is we need, we very rarely will get it. When we casually invite people to something, are we really inviting them? Will they want to come? When we don't ask for what we need, when we don't ask for what we want, we rarely receive. Number two, the assumptions made around what is required to get what we actually want. So I want everyone to take this away. This is important. When we make assumptions, we manipulate almost all the time. Because when we're assuming something, we don't actually have all the information or the right information and we're filling that in with like story that's made up in our head. And then we're like dancing around that story in order to get the things that we want, right? Um, And this is what happened in every single one of these scenarios. There was at least one assumption, if not multiple assumptions that were made. And based on those assumptions, actions were taken as opposed to just asking, as opposed to just like, getting the proper information before doing or before expecting. And so (laughs) before you decide that none of these scenarios apply to you, one, two, or three, um, but that you conceptually understand why they're used as examples, but like, you know, they just aren't you, they just don't apply. I want to say two more things. Number one, these are actual examples from people who answered my poll saying that they know how to ask for what they want. And while it seems that I'm putting them, or maybe you, if you're listening, on blast, I am, by the way, I'm not doing it to shame. There is no shame. We all engage in some form of passive expectations in our lives. We all make assumptions. It just is. Number two, if you really think that none of those scenarios come even remotely close to your way of being and engaging in the world, I want to invite you to take a very sober and accurate look at your life. Are you living the exact life that you want to be right now? Are you making the money that you want to make? Do you have the relationship that you idolize? Do you have the friends and the family and the support that you feel safe and fulfilled and valued in? Do you have working relationships that are authentic and not fake or forced or overly polished? Do you trust the people in your life with your life? Do you spend your time the way that you desire to or in a way that you feel like you have to? If you answered no to any one of those questions, 
you're not making the money that you want to make. You don't have the relationship that you idolize. You don't have the friends, the family, the support, the trust, the safety in your life. You don't have that genuine connection. If you answer no to any of those things, you have room to sharpen your question asking skills. You have room to learn how to ask better questions and it will literally change your life in whatever capacity you apply it in your relationships, in your work, in your career, in your business, with your friends, with your family. Let me give you a simple example using my partner and I. This is me wanting my partner to buy me a dozen roses. (laughs) I could say, oh my God, I love when romantic partners buy their person a dozen roses. I just think it's so sweet and so thoughtful and It represents their love so beautifully. Isn't it so sweet? What do you think? And knowing him, he would say, I think roses are a little overrated. I think they're a waste of money and that giving flowers is not a true representation of love. Also, flowers die. Which, best case scenario, would probably result in me not getting what I want. In this case, roses. Worst case scenario, I create a story in my head about how different we are or about how I can never expect him to do nice things for me because of this singular statement and because of his response to my not question, to my statement, (laughs) to my um, asking of what he thinks, right? Or I could say, I would really love it if you bought me a dozen roses. No one has ever done this for me, and I want to experience what it feels like to be on the receiving end of a dozen roses. Will you surprise me with roses sometime? It would make me feel so good. To which case he would say, I didn't know this about you. And yeah, that's easy enough. I'll get you some roses. So in those two options, first one, me implying my desire for roses and not asking directly for them. Or two, me stating my desire for roses and directly asking for them. Which of those do you think will give me the result that I most want? with the least amount of effort or emotional strain on my part and on my partners, actually. If I want to be on the receiving end of a dozen roses and I don't ask for them, what are the chances that I'm going to get them? And furthermore, when we ask for what we want, it gives the other party the opportunity to say no, which then allows us to accurately set our expectations. When we leave things vague and we don't ask questions, There's actually no room for the other party to answer either way. So we end up in expectation limbo, and then that leads us to storyland, which is like victim land, and it's somewhere we never really want to go. Victim land is not a place where we go to get what we want out of life. And yes, I get that it seems way less sexy to just ask for what you need, but I can tell you that it feels way better to get what we want after having asked then it does feel to expect something without voicing it, not getting it, and then feeling disappointed and creating a story that ties our identity and our worth to it. And I think we all know this, by the way. This is probably not the first time that you've ever heard this example um, or something very similar to it. So in theory, we understand why we need to ask for what we want. I'm going to assume, and I'm naming this assumption, that we also understand that many of us think we ask for what we want, but we don't actually ask for what we want directly or with skill and precision. So let's talk about why we don't ask for what we want. One, we are afraid of not getting it or being told no. 
likely because we are afraid of what it will mean about us if we don't get it. So usually we're not afraid of actually not getting it, but we're afraid of who we might be if we're someone that doesn't get the thing that we want. Two, we're afraid of being a burden on someone else. Um, We're afraid or we don't want to be a burden on someone else. We feel this often, especially in the case of asking for support, for help, for acknowledgement, for a a hand, an ear, guidance, etc. Number three, we don't believe that other people are capable of helping us or giving us what we want and need. This is a this is a huge one like especially for you managers out there like how often do you not ask someone on your team to do something and rather than just giving them feedback on how they do it you just do it yourself because like there's a deadline and you just don't trust them to do the work and this is like super harmful down the road by the way but very common. Four, we don't think we have to ask because we think it's obvious. Um, I think in all of the scenarios that I outlined, this was the case, and um, I think we can all see what the results of that are. Five, we don't want to seem desperate. So this is in the scenario with the entrepreneur. Um, We don't want to seem desperate. We don't want to seem needy. We don't want to seem weak. We don't want to seem unknowledgeable, right? We want to seem like we have our shit together and people who have their shit together don't ask questions. That's a story in our minds, but that's not true. Actually, people who have their shit together ask very good questions. Um, Six, we think that asking means something about who we are or the type of relationship we're in, right? Like if we have to ask, then they don't care. (laughs) That's like a story that I hear a lot in relationships with other people. Like we want our partners to read our minds and know what it is that we need. Uh, We think we're making it obvious or we think that that means that they love us. And um, oftentimes, you know, asking doesn't mean anything about who we are and needing to ask doesn't mean anything about the type of relationship we're in. Seven, we don't realize that asking for what we want actually helps other people give it to us so that when we ask for what we want, we're actually doing a service to someone else who is in turn doing a service for us. So it's like a mutual thing. And nine, we don't actually know what it is that we want or need. And this one's really big. And I would say this is like um, can be the root of so many miscommunications, especially when we're not asking at all and when we're making assumptions. When we're not clear on what it is that we want and need, it's so hard to expect someone or want someone to respond in a way that's going to meet that want or need. Because again, if we don't have clarity, how on earth is someone else going to have clarity? Um, I'm not actually going to dive into the wounds and the beliefs that are at the root for why we don't ask for what we want, because that's part of what I'm going to be talking about at my free masterclass on April 5th, the art of the question. But I do want to express why it's important that we begin to ask And that we learn how to ask questions skillfully without being or feeling weird about it. These are just some reasons. There are more. But the first one is this. When we ask for what we want, we either get it or we get one step closer to it. Side note, I just realized another reason that we don't ask for what we want is sometimes because we are afraid that we will get it because we are in an identity about who we are when we don't have that thing 
that we're almost afraid to adopt this new identity about who we will be if we do have that thing. And this is like, well, we're not going to get into the wounding, (laughs) the wounding around this, but that's just like a side note for your information. So back to why it's important that we begin to ask and learn how to ask questions skillfully without being or feeling worried about it. So again, when we ask for what we want, we either get it or we get one step closer to it. Two, when we learn the art of the question, we learn how to get to the root of our desire. And we learn how to remain curious enough to continue in the direction of our desires. That is, if we ask for a promotion and are told no, we can begin to understand why it's a no. And then we can begin to understand what we need to do to make it a yes. But we have to learn the art of skillfully asking in order to get all the way that far, right? If we just accept the answer no, we can get stuck in lost in storyland and victim land, right? And so truly, when we start to learn the art of the question, we learn that it's about understanding, it's about curiosity. And when we can begin to understand and when we can begin to get curious, we can start to understand why we're not getting the things that we want and therefore understand why and how we can get the things that we want. Number three, when we learn the art of the question, we get clear on our deeper desires. And that's to say not just whatever is floating on the surface. So from there, when we get clear on our deeper desires, we can discover new paths to get to whatever it is that we actually want or need. Number four, when we learn the art of the question, we deepen our connection and our relationship with those around us. We learn how to relate to others better without manipulating them. And we teach them how to relate to us better also without manipulating them. (laughs) Five, when we learn the art of the question, difficult conversations become easier because we're more likely to be curious as opposed to defensive or stuck in a particular way or mindset. Six, when we learn the art of the question, we become more fluid in our lives and we can live in actual flow. Seven, and I'll end with this. (laughs) When we learn the art of the question, we can stop making assumptions about what's real and true, and we can live in a way that is actually real and true. And like that alone will produce so much happiness and fulfillment and joy and ease in our lives that like that alone is worth it. Join my masterclass on April 5th, 2023. The link to sign up is in the show notes. Y'all, I cannot express how important it is to refine the subtle skill. And this is one of those things that will change your life. If you're listening to this, join the masterclass. If you're listening to this now and it's like after April 5th, 2023, no worries. There is a replay. The replay is also in the show notes. So just click the show notes in whatever podcast platform you're streaming on and get the replay, listen to the replay. And if you take, you know, nothing away from this, if you decide you're not going to listen to the replay and like, this is a great episode, but like, you're good. I want you to take just this one thing away. When we don't ask for what we want, we don't receive it. 
And when we make assumptions, we manipulate. We can avoid making assumptions and manipulating those around us by learning how to ask really good questions. And we can change our entire lives and lived experience in the process. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Spiritual 9 to 5 podcast. Like and follow if it resonated and share this with one person who may connect with this work. Seriously, it means the world. Don't forget that I have heaps of free resources like my masterclass on April 5th, 2023 and its recording. All can be found in the show notes and leave a five-star rating while you're there.